0: Here we are, the holidays in our rearview mirror. Lots of memories and times with family, but also lots of spending, the gifts, the travel, the unexpected expenses. We're all anxious about looking at the damage we've done to our budgets. If your credit card debt has been adding up over these past few months, the Sharp team can help. They can show you how a cash-out refinance on your home can help you catch up on your bills, pay off any debt and allow you to start the new year debt-free. How's that for quickly knocking out a resolution? And of course, if Santa forgot to make your wishes come true for a new home, they're ready to talk today about pre-approving you for a house in the triad. Call the Sharp team now, 336-575-9448.
1: I got the best out of these guys. They gave me everything they had, and, and we went home happy. And that's all you can do. You can't You can't get blood out of a stone, is the old saying.
0: This is the Triad Podcast Network. Since the
2: early 1970s in Winston-Salem, professional hockey has sent chills down the spines of a super unique collection of fans. All thirsty for wins and unrelenting in the best of ways as their hunger intensifies year after year for a championship. But both things can be true. Fans can be hard to please, beaming often with unrealistic expectations, but they can also be viciously educated. And for me, that's among the highest of compliments you can pay to a specific fan base. Whether it be the Polar Twins in 1973, the first iteration of the Thunderbirds in 1981, the Mammoths in 95, or the Parrots in 02. These hockey fans represent more than just Winston, more than the Triad, They represent the best of what a developmental professional league is all about. They're appreciative of the way their team takes to the ice. The grit, the approach, the determination, the attention to detail, respect for the game, and most of all, the loyalty. This level of hockey is given back to the folks who show their support, no matter the level of criticism, and continue to pay their hard-earned money to be a part of the live-action experience. And as it has been since the Carolina Thunderbirds' rebirth in 2017, the fans packed the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds annex and rage for Thunderbirds hockey. In 2019, there was the Commissioner's Cup Championship to celebrate, and now with the bar having long been set but recently reestablished, this season the Thunderbirds are breaking in a new coach. Named the third head coach in franchise history at the end of July, Steve Harrison, or Harry as you'll learn, is no stranger to the game. In fact, in relation to the fans, Harrison might possess an equally unique personality and understanding for the sport. It's not lost on the Toronto native who played major junior in Canada and was drafted in the 1978 NHL draft by St. Louis that he's expected to win immediately. The thing is, he did it. Thunderbirds got off to a 14 3 start, the second best start in franchise history, and had won seven in a row and 13 14 at one point in December. They're leading their division, but there's plenty of season left as Harrison has to navigate the grind of the Federal Prospects Hockey League. The call ups and roster turmoil, life on the road. And fulfilling all 3,200 fans' expectations each night at the annex, and so many others while on the road, that the latest win is only the next ring on a ladder that leads to the ultimate prize the Commissioner's Cup championship. I'm Kyle Schasperger, and it's time we drop the puck. Here's my conversation with Carolina Thunderbirds first year head coach Steve Harry Harrison on Triad Sports One on One. All right, full transparency. Steve Harrison and I are having a discussion via Zoom, so I suspect I know this answer just by looking at him, but this is an audio podcast first, and to allow the listeners to hear your explanation of why, I will ask you, why is it that you have the nickname Harry?
1: Well, my last name's Harrison, and uh, uh, my mother always wondered why she ever named me Steve, because probably since the time I was probably four or five, I think, uh, my brother's three years older, and his nickname was Harry, and then I just kind of became Harry, too, and um uh, it's just one of those things that started at that young age and i'll be honest with you a lot of people uh don't even know my first name i think you know they do but it's like you know i'll call and i say it's harry and if i call and said steve they kind of like for a set couple seconds they'd wonder who who it is so uh it's just been a nickname for a long long time and uh, i've stuck with it
2: so it's not so much the impressive congregation of facial hair then
1: that you no, have on I'll, your face. No, actually- the facial most I've always had the mustache. I've had the big long mustache for a long time, but the goatee came out during COVID and it just kind of stayed here. So but uh no, it has nothing to do with it. A lot of people think that's what it is when they first meet me, but it's not. So
2: yeah, I, I started to work mine back over the last three weeks, ditched a mustache okay. that I previously had for over three years, uh that started because of COVID. Uh, ditch right. that in the spring so you said you've been working on the mustache as a covid thing too and then kind of no, brought no, it in the, the goatee? mustache
1: i've had since i was 20 okay and 21 years old and uh uh actually my daughter who's 30 years old or 31 now uh i told her one day i was going to shave my mustache off and she told me I, she, I no way she's never seen me without it and uh so needless to say the mustache will always stay and uh, i the goatee's kind of hung around for a few years now so i got a hunch that's going to be uh that's going to be a staple too
2: that's awesome. It's part of your brand. And I love <laughs> it that it fits Harry, but really the facial hair had nothing to do with it. No, uh, no.
1: Well, there's nothing to do because there's not a lot on top either. So we don't, I got to have some somewhere.
2: Well, as you can see, I'll remove my headset here.
1: I got you, so, buddy. I like it. Yeah. We,
2: <laughs> when you have, when you have nothing on top, you've got to do something to help complement. you exactly. know, the face and exactly. uh, you are working it in an extraordinary way. And, and a
1: lot of people have told me I got a face for radio.
2: <laughs> yes, I've heard that many times. <laughs> um, I can get down with that for sure. Uh, I concur. Now, is it a prerequisite in professional hockey that that facial hair, if, if not mandatory, uh, because we know it's hard for some younger guys to grow it, right. it is highly encouraged because it's such a part of the game. And as an NHL guy, a Blackhawks guy from yep. Chicago, yep. playoff beards would grow and out every Stanley Cup playoff season. It's part of the game.
1: Well, yeah, I I think you know even back when I played, you know, a lot of guys had mustaches, and 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 that was kind of the you know the 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 end thing at the time, and then and then the goatees kind of came in, and then the you know the mustaches for a while, but now you know with with a lot of different you know November now with everybody growing the mustache and in, in uh, for uh, uh, I think it's for cancer in in November uh, that kind of became a popular thing, but yeah, playoff beards are are it's it's something that that. Has been in the game for a long, long time, and and uh, uh, it's an honored tradition. And and as I said, I I know a lot of people have done it, and then I've know people who who actually they'll shave every day during the holiday or during the, the playoffs because they've the coach has gone the other way or something. But for players, yeah, the playoff beard is is uh, is kind of a uh, I I don't want to say mandatory, but a lot of players do it.
2: All right. I, I love it. Let's talk a little bit about the team now. As, as you and I talked just before Port Huron visits the NX for two games, yeah. the are sitting tied atop the continental division, in the federal prospects hockey league with Columbus and 47 points. You're coming off a stretch where you had one 13 to 14 in the midst of an organization's second best start to a season ever. Then yeah. you and Columbus split the last four times you skated. Yeah. How are you? How are you feeling at this stage of the season? Plenty of meat still remaining on the schedule through early April.
1: Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm tickled pink right now. I mean, we 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 played this weekend with. uh At one time, I told somebody we were five out of my top ten players weren't playing, and and so the, the what I like mostly, and 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 we're, as you say, we got quite a bit of the of the schedule to go, but. Uh, I told the players uh, on Sunday, I, I told them, I said, congratulations on the on not the win tonight, but on the weekend of how we came together. And uh, I said, we're going to put our closeness and, and, and everything that, that we work together uh, over the weekend, we're going to put it in the bank. And come March and April when the playoffs start, uh, we're going to pull it out because that's that's something that that uh, resonates with, with a team of how close we are, how we stuck together. And, and 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 battled right to the very end on all three games, and uh, I've never been more proud of a of a group here. Uh, they, they 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 battled. And as I said, right now, I'm the where the direction that we are going in and, and this team here right now, we're built to that uh, we want to do as well as we can in, uh, during the season. But it's obviously, you know, it's longevity. And, and that's what we're looking for in, in April and May when uh, we'll be on all cylinders. So I'm, I'm really happy with the direction we're going in, the position we're in right now. And uh, uh, as I said, we're, we're just going to keep this boat going in the right direction.
2: You're no stranger to the game, this level of hockey. You played 15 years professionally. You've coached how many years now have you have you coached? I couldn't add oh, it all probably
1: up. Probably twenty-five, probably Okay. 20, like that. Yeah. I went around. You
2: you won a championship the last time you were in this league back with Danville in twenty seventeen. You're a hockey dad, hockey husband. Your son now coaches after playing professionally. I say all this to preface my next question for a reason. And and kind of the roster influx revealed a little bit of where you're feeling in that last question like hey we didn't have our best, but we competed. I'm yeah. feeling good. but hypothetically, I'm wondering winning and losing it teaches us so many valuable lessons. when you start so strong and then you go through a little spell here where you've got to re-identify who you are and the players yeah. that you have. do you find it more difficult to teach and coach during those winning streaks or when you when you take a couple of bruises, a couple of licks and you've got to reassess, and to your point, you said, "Hey, look, I'm tickled pink how we've played. Maybe yeah. it is easier for you in this stage. But hypothetically, yeah. big picture, is it easier to coach and get guys motivated when you do suffer a loss?"
1: Yeah, I mean that that those are always teaching moments, and it's it's hard to it's hard to tell a team, uh, you know, things aren't going well, and we, we won seven in a row, and and so, but during that time, when when you're playing and there's seven in a row. I mean I mean you have to keep your pedal on the metal and 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 you have to keep going forward and so you a lot of times uh the guys will say well geez we like to have a day off and and it's like well no we're not having a day off we don't want to once you get the motor going you don't want to stop it and uh you know I just gave the guys two days off and and, and we just split the last four games so um the, the, there's the, the, there's always teaching moments and it doesn't matter if you win or lose but again when, when you're winning it's hard to go in and yell at the guys and say well geez we're not doing very well and uh but but you've got to criticize you got you you got you're trying to be better every day and that's our motto is that you know we're going to be better tomorrow than we were today and and that's all we can affect uh, that's all we can do and that's all the players can do every day and then i'm i'm trying to teach them that you know if they come to work every day and do their best and and stick to what we want to do then we'll be in good shape but as you say like you know you lose a couple games or, or you're short like that uh as, as i said it, it, it's a little easier to, to pat them on the back and, and and more encourage them to get through these tough times and uh uh you're not quite as critical as, as maybe you were uh, when you're winning six in a row or seven in a row This time of year, people
0: like to make plans for what they want to accomplish. Maybe your focus in 2024 is buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Maybe it's purchasing your first home or building wealth for your family. Whatever your goals are, the agents at The Ginther Group can help. It's never too early to begin working with Blake Ginther and his team, who have been a trusted resource to the Triad community since 2010. To reach Blake and his team at The Ginther Group, just visit theginthergroup.com or give them a call, 336-283-8689. So get better every day. I imagine that's one your, of your foundational pillars or principles,
2: as, as you've just revealed. But I am fascinated always when, when I talk to a coach, a manager, somebody leading, uh-huh. guiding a program, organization, whatever it is, yeah. what would you say is your coaching philosophy? And I'll ask it to you this way. If you had a manifesto, a 500-page you know yeah. book written out by Harry Harrison, you know what's on those first few pages to establish who you are as a coach and what it is you're trying to get out of your players and your team?
1: Well, I'm a pretty simple guy, so my manifesto will probably be only about five or six pages. So. <laughs> <clears throat> not that i wouldn't mind 500 but i i'd only be four or five but no I, you, know, you know what i my motto has always been like it, it's it's high motivation uh, uh you, you know what i mean and, and and no expectations and and then come in every day if, if if you can be better not just as a hockey player but as a person and, and try to be better uh tomorrow than you were today uh and, and you get it done probably 95 90 percent of the time all the time uh, good things are going to happen. Uh, the one of the things that that hockey players or sports guys or, 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 a lot of people, the expectations get in the way of, of where you want to be. And uh, don't get me wrong. No, nobody's got higher expectations than I do, but you got to put them in perspective. You've got to put them in, in a situation where you want to succeed. I, I the, the, as a coach or, or even a, a coach, basically you don't want to put somebody in a position to fail. And so all I, all they can really do is every day come to work, Give me the best that they can be that day, and there's some days like we we just had two days off. I've had a lot of guys sick, some injuries, things like that. And some people might look at practice today and say, "Well, how was practice?" In my mind, today practice was the best, and uh, was it sound? Was it was it like maybe I'd want maybe on a Wednesday, maybe not. But you know what? We I got the best out of these guys. They gave me everything they had, and and we went home happy. And that's all you can do. Like you can't, you can't get blood out of a stone is all the old saying. And, and so the, these guys, all I wanted to do is come today and give me their best. And they gave it to me to the, this morning at practice. And, uh, uh, I, as i said I, I i'm i'm proud of this group who can dig down uh and get and give me what they want but it's my job to make sure that we don't we won seven in a row and 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 the fans here as you you know we we mentioned before we came on the air here how rabid they are and you know they hate to lose and all that so it it's it's the the expectations here are 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 I, I don't want to say over, maybe over the top is, is the best way to go. And that's fine. Uh, as I said, without the fans here and, and, and they, trust me, they do a great job and help us out a lot. But as I said, the expectations here in the city are are, are high for us. And uh, I try to, I, I try to flatten that out a little bit and, and bring more motivation for our players. What are those motivations,
2: those motivators for these guys? Because I, I want you to kind of pull back the onion of what the federal prospects hockey league yeah. is and what these guys are actually playing for and trying to accomplish, uh, you know, and and you're guiding these guys, and and yeah. I love what you said. You know, your four or five page manifesto. Like, we all need to listen to that. Like, I yeah. love that. That's beautiful, yeah. beautiful. But for these players, I, I imagine the stakes are what each player makes them, and it can be different for each guy.
1: No question. I mean, I mean, we've probably got uh, well, eighteen players here, and and and, I, and I'm not sure how many layers we have to the onion. Uh But I got players that 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 are are. Uh, I'm going to say. Uh, maybe at the end of their career, who are playing, who love to play the game. And um, uh, they want to be the best that they can be. And then I've got some players that that are young, the first-year players or second-year players that are trying to move up. Uh, We we mentioned a guy before again that he just got called up. I had three players just called up. So uh, there's a big variety of people uh, or players that I have here and and a lot going in a lot of different directions. And uh, I I just try to tell them all uh, as a group, and and I want them to be uh, better people and better hockey players at the end of the day, at the end of the year, and and uh you know the the motivation for guys who are maybe at the end of their career and everything like that and i i always tell the players i'm not any smarter than anybody else but i've been around the block a couple times and when you get a little older, you want to make sure that, you know, everything you do in life, you want to put your best foot forward. And so when you come to work today and, and people will know you and they'll say, hey, Steve Harrison or or, or uh, Gus Ford, who's who's one of my players, uh, when you're 45, 50 years old, you can say, you know what, when I played, I gave everything I had and I'm a better person and I'm a better, I was a better hockey player for it. So everybody has a different perspective, but as I said, in the young guys, we're trying to push them. They're trying to get to another level. And and God bless them. I, as I said, I've, I've had a bunch of guys go up and down right now. I got three up, as I just said. So uh, there's a there's a little different motivation for everybody. But at the end of the day, uh, when these guys get a lot older and, 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 and look back on their career, I want to make sure that they can look at it with pride, that they did everything they could to be the best hockey player that they could. And they didn't take any shortcuts. Uh, uh, not just in that, because I always tell them uh, – when I'm talking about hockey, I'm talking about life down the road. And if you take shortcuts now at, at 21, 22 or 23, uh you you'll probably try and take shortcuts later. So, you know, d- do the things you're supposed to do right and and again, you are going to be a better uh a better player, but you'll be a better uh person.
2: Yeah, looking at the active roster, it looks like uh, 21-year-old Curtis Heggie might might yeah. be your youngest guy yeah. and then uh John Batita, 31-year-old out of out of Ohio. How would you say all these guys, this collection of individuals and you're getting them kind of from everywhere too we know the international presence in hockey it's very real like course, you've got you've true. got what's called the check line i love yeah, that i got it
1: yeah no and and and, and they all got to come together and 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 it's 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 that that's one of the things that i i as i mentioned like everyone worries about you know how we're winning or what we're losing and all that and and again i nobody wants to win more than i do but i look at it like we're we i i where is this group going to be when the puck drops for the playoffs? And and that's what I've got to look at. And right now uh, we're going in a direction that, that I I'm so happy with right now. The room is as tight as it could be. Uh, the guys love coming to work. Um, as I said, I, th- there's th- there's not really a lot for me to sit back and, and complain about right now, uh, other than not being healthy and, and a couple guys getting called up. So if I got really healthy and those guys came back, then then I'd be I'd be in, in great shape. But we don't always have that, and so we've got to find a way to win, and we got to find a way to k- stick together, and and, th- and that's what we've done as a group, and that's that's what I just said to them this morning. It, it's not it's not. One guy, Gus Ford. The other guy got, got three. Uh, I think he got three goals. And then uh, uh, I think Baker got four points. And somebody else was plus two or plus three. And it's not those three guys that won the game. It, it was eighteen guys that stuck together, or sixteen guys that we had that stuck together and said, "We're not going to quit, and we're not going to let this team who on paper uh, uh, there's about four or five teams at the top of the heap in, in the Federal Hockey League." And when we played them, it's uh, it's always a, uh, a an emotional game and we just played them three in a row and uh, we stuck together and and, and won so uh it, the, those are the things that are intangibles that people don't know about i see it every day when i'm i'm at the rink i see it when we're on the bus i see it uh you know we're, we're having lunch here today uh those are the time people ask me why i sit and uh, and have lunch with the guys i sit to have lunch with the guys cuz i i, I want to see their interaction and how they're doing and 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 it's great i i'm on the bus and you know, sometimes my ears are—I perk up a little bit because I—I I, want to listen to you know the way they're getting along or they're chirping at each other and 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 and, and, and the friendliness and so uh, those are things that uh, I look at as a coach and I know how tight we are and and that, that that's something that makes me very proud correct me if i'm wrong but i don't believe there's a whole lot of
2: fancy travel glamorous accommodations when it comes to life on the road in the fphl either so it and you've touched on this a little bit you you want to spend time with your guys i, I feel like you kind of have to too considering the level of hockey of, of what you're at. So is there more of an emphasis? Is there kind of a a concentrated emphasis from you? uh, The influence of you trying to connect with your guys, develop a certain relationship because everything beyond just hockey, the team has to deal with. uh, There's so much more as they look to make a career for themselves again, playing a game that they love so deeply.
1: Well, well, first of all, I, they keep telling me that I'm on a plane all the time when I'm going. I It looks like a plane, but I guess somebody said, told me it was a bus. I'm not sure, but no, there's, there's no fancy travel. It, it It's a, uh, it's a meat and potatoes type situation. And uh, uh, no, it's great. And, and you know, my job here at this level, uh, there's, and I'm a little older than some of the coaches in the league, than most of the coaches in the league. And uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like I'm a father figure on, on one hand. And uh, you know, these guys here, uh, they, they've given me everything I've had and I'm kind of like a, that father figure who, you know, uh, if they need a kick in the butt, they're going to get the kick in the butt. They know it. Uh, if I have to give them really a lot of tough love, then they know that too. Uh, but they're the first ones to know that my door is always open and guys come in and talk to me anytime they want. And uh it, uh, whatever they tell me, we're going to get through it together. And they, and they know that. And uh, I, I'm here to help them. So, you know, there's some times where, you know, I, I, I have to give them a little, as I said, kicking the ab in the back end there, or I have to give them a hug because that's what, that's what fathers do type thing. But, but they know too, that when I speak and and I, I always, we joke about, I always tell the guys coaches time and they know when coaches time is. And uh, the, the first rule is don't mess up coaches time. And so, we, we have this rapport with each other that uh, I don't have to really yell a lot. Uh, I told a story yesterday that I went down and very calmly uh, uh, told the boys that things weren't going very well at practice. And uh, someone told me, they said, what would you have done uh, maybe 10 years ago? And I said, well, let's just say there would have, the stick might've been thrown and there might've been a few words that you and I can't talk here on the air right now and, and things like that. And all I had to say was a couple words to these guys and, and they knew that it's time to kick it in a little bit so that, that that's the figure that I am here and and as I said uh I I really like it and it, like guy can come in and talk to a guy uh, on a personal level and uh he can throw his heart out at me and 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 he doesn't feel as though like well I I shouldn't be telling him this but and, and that makes me feel really good about being a person and and, and a, a, an authoritative figure I guess to the, some of these guys and so yeah that, it's that relationship that I have with them and uh the the, the we have a bit of a leadership group Group here that 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 are unbelievable and 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 you know I always tell them if there's if there's issues then come and see me and they've come and saw me a couple times about certain things and uh, you know maybe I'll step in or I'll I'll, I'll sit back at it and uh, but they've done a great job as, as a group to to keep them together uh when you're this close and you have uh, a long season like we do there's always some adversity in, in certain things and but but they've kept it down to a minimum and because of, of the group that they are.
2: A few more questions here. You've been excellent as advertised, if, if not far, far better. I, I know listeners are certainly going to love this peek behind the curtain on the Thunderbirds, how they operate. And I'm wondering if you could shine a light, too, on uh, the system of, of hockey itself, the call ups. You, you've talked about a couple of these players that are getting moved around. One of them most recently is Mario Cavalier, 2.21 goals against average yeah. or netminder. Recently, it stopped 51 of 41 shots. This yeah. is just the reality of it for you, again, you know, to have to deal with players getting promoted and the domino effect that that is there between all the leagues, all the way up to the NHL. Like this is so oh, significant that you get hit by.
1: No question. I mean, I, the best way I can put it. A lot of people understand about the baseball system. Like you know, A ball, you know, uh, double A ball, and then you know, triple A, and then you go to the majors, and it, it's almost the same thing. Is it, 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 that's the way it works? And uh, at this level here um uh, players get called up all the time you know the next level players get called up all the time and a lot of times it's a trickle down effect or trickle up effect i guess uh of what happens and um you know some guys are as we talked earlier their mode of, of of coming here is to move up as quickly as they can and and we've moved some players as i said so uh uh but We've always got to, you know, you 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 got to uh, tighten the, the the bootstraps, and and when when you lose a player like that, you you got to go and look for another player, and uh, a lot of times it's people think if I lose a, a top forward or I lose a top goalie, you're going to bring in another guy like that, and and it's hard. So uh th- that's why the the closeness of our team right now. We lost some players, but you know, uh, the other guy said, okay, we'll pick up the slack. But uh that's just basically the way it works. As I said, the. Uh, um you know the SP or the Southern Pro League and the East Coast League you know the East Coast League needs a player he takes. They take it from the the Southern Pro League, and the Southern Pro League they call us, and then they, they, we, we get called up from our league. So uh, it, it's a great honor. I, I, I if a, if a coach calls me and wants a player to go, I, I say, hey, go. And and if he wants to go, then God bless him, and and I hope him all the best. And uh, and I I mean that sincerely. I know some coaches don't like it, but I, I sincerely I I want the guys. If that's what they want to do, then then I'm I'm tickle for them. So they have worked for it. They've earned it. I didn't earn it for them. They earned it, and they deserve it.
0: It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor, and that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336 701 Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolia's Financial Advisors, retirement, financial planning and investments. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks LLC member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolia's Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolia's Financial Advisors and Cetera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Well, it's great exposure too and it continue to, you
2: know, market your organization, uh, something that's meant so deeply to so many people here in the winston-salem area and i know this is your first year as as the head coach of the thunderbirds you've touched on the fans a bit already but playing at the annex in front of those thunderbird fans uh the exposure you've had so far both on the ice away from the ice the coaches shows you do the other appearances people that bump into you uh what do you make of of this this wild fan base that gravitates so strongly towards the thunderbirds brand
1: well you know it, it it's fantastic and and probably uh, and i again i've been around a long time and pro- probably not i i don't know if i've been in a situation where where they have the um uh the help that we have here the, the you know starting off with like we have a, a booster club that's second to none uh, and and to help the players and, and try to take care of them as as uh, we haven't really spoke about it but the, these these players don't make a uh they're not making millions of dollars uh, a year and so so the booster club helps them out um uh just trying to make a living and and trying to be here uh with with with, with food and 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 and, and just um you know just, just camaraderie a lot of people come in here, it's their first year, they don't know anybody and uh, people try to help them take them to dinner and as I said, so our booster club is unbelievable but just, a, just the local support of, of other people who aren't even in the booster club, uh, it's it's phenomenal and then the fans when we do come to the games, like uh, we, we seat 3,200 I think here like that but when that, if, if you've been to a lot of hockey games and when, when they come out, I swear sometimes there's 10,000 people here and uh, I, I we were in a rink there the other day where there was, I think there over Four thousand people, and uh, they weren't as loud as as our thirty two hundred, and and so it, it, it the 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 love the affair that they have with our hockey team is second to none, and and people love to come here and play here. Uh, uh on on our team but they love to come the visiting team because they know wh- what a great atmosphere it is and uh I always talk to uh uh and we do the coaches show with Brendan there that uh our, their number they're our seventh player you know Seattle has the 12th player and we have our seventh player and like that and they give us an energy and they give me an energy like I I stepped on the ice the other night and people went crazy because I got a little excited before the end of the first period but um um that, that, that just, just just, walking out and people clapping and getting excited. How do you not get excited? And, and then after the game, uh, uh, if someone has not been here and we win, they they do the the sweet Caroline. And uh, I'm telling you, if, if you're here for that and and that doesn't take your heart, and, and 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 the wonderful how good sports is it, it, it then there's something wrong in my mind it, it, it's it's a, the first night I heard it we won we won here and all of a sudden there's sweet Carol I didn't know they did this and you know the, the players ran went all the way around the rink and uh I'm sitting here thinking this is unbelievable and uh uh it, it's it, it's not the National Hockey League but I'm going to tell you something uh when those guys are skating around they don't know if they're in the Federal Hockey League or the National Hockey League the way they're felt here The
2: buzz, the energy, it's it's palpable for sure. One more question, and I'm going to use it not on asking what each individual player makes on your roster, because we know it's not peanuts, but uh, yeah, it's it's not millions. It's not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, it's a normal average show type thing for the most part over, you know, a five, six month type period. So yeah. um, I, I'm going to use my last question, though, to ask you still something that could be pretty revealing on, on your stance of the game. But it's something that brings a lot of excitement and jazzes up so many folks who are in attendance. And that's fighting. I've got to know a coach like you has been around the game so long. And we know at these games in particular, you know, things can get ratcheted up. Energy can be high. Emotions can fly off the handle. What is it about fighting and sparking a team or changing the course of a game? And let's be honest. Do you coach that? Is that something you talk about either at practice or in the moment of the game that you might condone or give a little wink wink? Have you done that? Do you do that?
1: I, I, if you have a certain player and I I love to say I've never done it, but uh, like, like, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a team-type situation. A, a lot of people don't want fighting in the game. I hope it never leaves. Uh, fighting is – is hockey is the only sport that basically polices itself. If you want to – you know, in football, you can do something dirty, and, and other than the refereeing, there's no uh, – the guy gets a penalty. In hockey, we police ourselves, and, and I hope it never leaves because it, it it makes everybody honest. And 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 uh, and uh, when I started, I, I was six years old, and, and you, you could—I'm not saying you, you, it was a fight, but you, you could still do that, and uh, uh, it it was a different age group, but it, it it's it's something that honest—it makes the game honest. And and I as I said I hope it never takes out. Uh, th- th- does that spark uh, a fight? Spark people? No, no question. Uh, it, it, and the ones that are uh, premeditated, or I don't want to say premeditated, that are uh, are set up. Uh, those are starting to go away a little bit. Uh, the, those happen every once in a while. You got two tough guys, uh, and they know they want to go, and they go. And a, a lot of times, those those there's one fight in the game, and it's over because those are the two tough guys, and they're going to fight each other. And, and and there's another rule about fighting for for hockey is that you know like. Wayne Gretzky never had to fight uh, uh, like a guy like Dave Semenko. I know he was on his team, but I was just thinking, and, and and there's an honesty about that. Uh, I, I always joke, uh, I was playing junior, and my first game in junior hockey, and I go in the corner, and the guy was, wasn't was as tall as I was, and I hit him, and all of a sudden he said something to me, and I said something back to him, and I came back to the bench, and uh, someone said, well, do you know who your your Yelling at, and I go no, and his name was Stan Jonathan, and I'm, I'm aging myself here, but he was probably one of the tough guys in the Boston Bruins when they were the tough tough team, and uh, he just looked at me and kind of laughed and said, "I'm, you know, I wouldn't fight you," and that's 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 the honesty about the game. Uh, a tough guy like that would never have fought me. Uh, I was a 16 or 15 year old kid at the time he was a 19 year old and and those are the, that's the honesty about the game that I love and 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 so uh, uh those things happen uh, two tough guys or or you know we had uh, Joe Kennedy who's a, a great hockey player for us uh, uh 3 minutes into the game against uh, Binghamton here they fought uh the one of their best centermen and and it was just a, a an honest go in the corner hit each other uh I don't like you, you don't like me and let's go. And and those are the those are the things that 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 I I think is an honest part of the game and uh I I really I I I like it. Uh it, it's the, it's the it's the premeditated stuff that that they're trying to get out that I agree with uh uh and, and the shenanigans that happen after certain situations just straight up fighting. Uh I as I said I hope it never leaves.
2: Tremendous stuff. Uh, spectacular storyteller you are, Harry. It's, it's been so much fun getting to catch up uh, with you, uh, get the pulse of the Thunderbirds, get your view on the game and, and teach a lot of people about a lot of hockey. And if you want to get out to the NX, 735, the puck will drop on Friday game at 605 as well on Saturday. Both of those against Port Curon Prowlers. Another home game coming up Thursday, January eleven. Still plenty of season through through yeah. April, Harry, wish you and the club all the best. Um, I'll get out to a game here uh, soon. Trust me. I uh, haven't been yet this season, but right.
1: you'll enjoy it. And, and and I hope the fans come out. Uh, the, the one thing about hockey, it's a it's a different sport. And people, oh, geez, I've never been to a game. And I've had a lot of fans over the years. Say I went to one game and I fell in love and, and, and it's different. I, I, I've I gone to the National Hockey or National Football League game and it, it, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It's a great atmosphere. I've gone to basketball games. I, I've gone to college basketball games. And there, and there's something about the game of hockey. It's fast paced. You can't baseball too. I love baseball. I love going to those games too. But you come to a hockey game, uh, you, you turn your head, you've missed something. And 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 it's quick, it's fast, exciting. The fans are usually boisterous. And as I said, you come here; we're uh, we're packed almost uh, almost every night. Uh, as I said, I I just think it's a, it's a great family atmosphere to bring kids. Kids come all the time. We do a lot of things with the kids after we skate with them. But it's just the atmosphere. But to come to a game. Just come to one game, and and I and I think you'll uh, you'll 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 change your mind about the game, even if you've never seen it before.
2: And super affordable too. Great for the family. Yeah. So, Harry, thank you so much. Uh, we not. will talk soon. All right. Appreciate it.
1: Happy New Year to you and all your all your listeners.
2: Harry was outstanding. Many thanks to Brendan Riley for helping to secure coach at the start of the new year. You can listen or watch Brendan with Harry on his coach's show throughout the rest of the season, and games can be heard on WTOB. For more information, go to carolinathunderbirds.com. It's there you can also purchase tickets to any of the upcoming home games at the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds Annex. They start at just $10. And while you're there, click the team tab. Trust me, scroll to the coaching staff. Harry's picture isn't there, and likely because he didn't want his own face lettuce to be overshadowed. By the pristine stash of the aforementioned Josh Butita, who is the player assistant coach. That mug alone has me already decided to bring back my own mustache in the spring. I'm Kyle Schassberger on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle Shass. You can follow the Thunderbirds at Carolina T-Birds. Hope you enjoyed
0: my visit with Steve Harry Harrison on Triad Sports one-on-one.